Welcome to Wasted Potential, the podcast in which we watch movies from our childhood and talk over them as the movie is playing like a commentary track and we try to see if these movies hold up and we give little tidbits and complain about them and what's going on. And this week I am joined by my disciple Barnabas. Hello. And I am Saul, and we will walk us through this faith-based movie <laughs> of 2002 called Signs, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, whatever his name is pronounced. This faith-based movie. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of feel like a Christian Channel movie, doesn't it? And the theme is very, very related to that. So, um, when we do this podcast we have drinking games barnabas shane what is your drinking game for this week ah this week for signs we shall drink every time a character in this movie has knowledge about aliens that they wouldn't fucking have (laughs) (laughs) you'll see but random characters will come up and just give you information about the aliens and you go why does that person know i don't know (laughs) <laughs> or they read it in a, or they read it in a book and the book is ridiculous. <laughs> or the script tells them they should know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, mine's gonna be whenever it mentions God, faith, or religion because <laughs> I just want to drink a lot. <laughs> this does feel like a a Kirk Cameron movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. All right. So we're watching Signs. We I'm starting at well. With the touchstone logo, that's where okay. I'm at. I'm getting there. So please um, follow along with us. You can watch this by renting it, or if you're like me, you have a DVD copy because you bought this in 2003 <laughs> and you loved it as a kid, you might have a DVD copy of it. Digital media isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> Physical media is still useful, I guess. Hmm. It's useful if you like commentary tracks and things behind that maybe you're storing it on your ipod touch there you go <laughs> um i'm at the touchstone pictures thing okay let's start this bad boy in three two one excelsior <laughs> all right well i watched this and i remember when you told me about this movie i was very excited to watch it i was like this <laughs> all right a good movie um Mm -hmm. wow did not remember it (laughs) or as a child it it played differently to me (laughs) (laughs) i saw this when it came out in theaters my mom and i saw this and this movie really changed how i loved films like i don't know this movie like m night Shyamalan was like my favorite director as a kid i saw everything he made and i just loved seeing his movies and now going back and watching it, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's like a film student movie because he goes from he goes from a Sixth Sense and Unbreakable to this one. This movie feels tiny and it feels cheap. Oh, so cheap. And like, if you have a basic understanding of like English or you know how people generally act, this movie feels like an alien wrote it. <laughs> That's- that's a fun coincidence there. I like these main titles, though. They're simple. I like the James Newton Howard score. They're very simple. It's kind of old movie kind of feel. Yeah, you definitely can see that Shyamalan fancies him um, uh, like a Hitchcock. 
Or... Yeah, there's a lot of Hitchcock and Spielberg feel to this, definitely. And uh, the only problem is this movie has a fake heart, so it's not Spielbergian, and it has no <laughs> thrills, so it's not Hitchcockian. So it's it's like Spielberg's disappointing son. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the problem with this is like there are some things I really like. Kathleen Kennedy, she owns Star Wars. Um, <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> the one that killed Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's some things I like about this, but there's a lot of things I really, really, really don't like. But um, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So. I like how it starts and just throws us right into it. Uh, I like the crop circles pop up immediately. I like this. And then this movie over time really gets shameful. <laughs> <laughs> so this begins where Mel Gibson kind of acts like he's mildly autistic. Which, yeah, I don't know why it, that he, choice was made. Do pastors not act like normal people? I don't know. I think Mel Gibson, all of his characters are very intense, but this one's very like introspective and reserved, and I don't think it fits him. Like He looks like a zombie. He walks around like he's taking Ambien. <laughs> he must have taken a lot of Ambien for this yeah. film. But I like some of the scenes he's in, but most of this, he's like a walking, boring zombie, and I know he's supposed to be like reflective... But when he's just doing these facial things, he looks like he has nothing going on. Mm-hmm. I like that right there. You see the the outline of the cross. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, his face is gone. It's subtle, but then they will make it extremely obvious throughout this entire movie that he is no longer a priest. <laughs> and I didn't know that priests could be married and have kids, but whatever. No, it's just Catholic priests that can't. But they call him, he's a reverend, and they call him father. Mm, I think I think Shyamalan hasn't actually been to church. So he's just... I would disagree, because this whole movie is this whole movie's filled with religious stuff. This is like uh, when Joaquin Phoenix must have been learning to act, because uh, he's garbage in this. Not, not the Joaquin of today. <laughs> yeah, what's weird is, like, he just got nominated for an Academy Award for... Uh... Gladiator, so it's really strange, but I don't know, because I kept... Yeah, well, I kept talking to my wife last night, I was saying, like, I think Joaquin Phoenix's character is a simpleton, and I don't know for sure if that's supposed to be funny, or it's, like, a legitimate character trait. I have no idea. Yeah, this is kind of supposed to be, like, an alien invasion from... Oh, spoilers, everybody. But an alien invasion from, uh... <laughs> the perspective of the everyman, I guess? But... Mm-hmm. These aren't even the everyman. These are like Cajun folk. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like you could get the same effect by like <laughs> we're alien invasion from the perspective of the heart of the bayou. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. All them lights going out here. No gators now. Get nobody. <laughs> They'd have more characters if they did that. Like. Mel Gibson's an ambient popper, and Joaquin Phoenix scored really low in his SATs, so I don't really know. What What if that sign there isn't anything intelligent? It's just like West Side. <laughs> it's just gangs from alien <laughs> gangs. The West Side <laughs> aliens. <laughs> or it's just a big alien penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this movie is just... This is like M. Night Shyamalan's falling away from what worked in The Sixth Sense 
because this is a simple story about a man coming to terms with his wife's death and regaining his faith, and then it becomes a convoluted mess about how God is real and he does things for a reason. <laughs> it becomes a mess. God is real and he made aliens to come fuck us up. <laughs> That's the worst thing is like, they have, I, I'm jumping ahead, but they have that conversation where they say like, you see these lights and you know you're not alone in the world. I'm like, literally you're not alone in the world because there's aliens, but message turns from aliens to god and it's like that's a weird i know you you wouldn't think that you would make a movie about a crisis of faith about aliens because Mm -hmm. their very existence would be counterintuitive to most faiths (laughs) yes exactly there's a a scene where rory colkin says oh this changes everything in science books this changes everything we've known about for the existence (laughs) of humanity and how we understand anything and this cop is Everyone in this town is a simpleton. Not just like just a, you know, good everyday person. They're like this this town's breeding protocol is very tight. <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> we speak as two white people from like Southern California <laughs> and we're making fun of most of the people in the high school probably are about six degrees of Kevin Bacon away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Is he related to Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, he's the youngest son. Oh, I'm no the youngest shit. son of the family. Yeah. I knew I recognized him. I was just waiting for him to slap his cheeks and go, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he looks like him. He's He and Abigail Breslin are the best actors in this movie. I don't know why they walk circles around these people. But these people are just so boring. And they, at least they have the emote. The one kid's just angry. And then the little girl can at least have depth of crying and being adorable what i was th- gonna do was a drinking game where every time the girl says something creepy <laughs> <laughs> so i don't get the dog thing um the dog is uh, they say it later they mention it they say like animals are freaking out because the aliens like they know there's intruders and predators but why would they be weird around water they're not weird around water. What? Yeah, why would the dog be a weird around water? It's not weird around water. Why is it weird? Because she put water in front of it and wanted to eat her. Well, because she gets close to him, that's why. I don't know. I think it's because she gets close to him and and he's doesn't understand what's the difference between, like, friend and foe. Hmm. I don't know. Or maybe the dog is from God and he says, don't waste the water, you need it for the end of the movie. (laughs) It's a Jesus dog. You know, I was thinking about this in the scheme of Shyamalan fuck-ups. And um, this is kind of the beginning of the end for him, isn't it? Because he makes the village after this, right? I think the village is the point where there's no return. Like, because the sixth sense, from what I remember, was good. Unbreakable, from what I remember, was really good. And uh, mm-hmm. now that I've seen signs, I call into question everything because I remember this is a good movie. <laughs> I have a whole Shyamalan rant I can go on, so I don't know if you want me to do that now <laughs> or later. But let's get some more drinks in us first. Yeah, okay. But remind me to do my rant because I got a whole spiel here. Like, I'm, like I can I can justify Shyamalan <laughs> to the best of my ability until the village. <laughs> Keep, call him father twice a drink. Welcome to Shamland, where every right turns a left and nothing makes sense. 
<laughs> That's hardcore. He just stabbed the shit out of that dog into the neck. <laughs> this kid's a serial killer. Like, he didn't just go, Daddy, help. Like, the dog's, you know, chasing him. He's like, he just stabbed it. Well, he says, I think I'm a couple seconds behind you. He says that um, the dog fell on him. He's trying to attack the, mm -hmm. the girl. That's its cover. They really play into this asthma thing. Shamalon leaves no written stone unturned. They have to play into it because it has to come back in the end. This is what's so fr like frustrating is he's so obsessed with the twist and like everything wrapping up perfectly that they entirely... I think he ruins the story. I think he ruins the family dynamic by making all this stuff have to make sense. Mm -hmm. It's just... Let's just face it. Shyamalan is not a good writer. He had a hit where it like fooled everybody. Shut the fuck up, cats! <laughs> okay, but... And that was it. He started to smell his own farts. Studios started to throw money at him. And the studios just started to go, eh, maybe one more. <laughs> Come on. Well, the, the point when he entirely ruins his movies is Lady in the Water, and then he gets the Avatar movie, and then he makes just terrible mistakes because they give him so much money and he burns it. But these movies are cheap. Like, Sixth Sense is pretty cheap, mm. breakable. These movies are cheap, so he makes the money back. But it wasn't until, like, the Avatar where he burns $120 million. And he did the biggest mistake of all. He pissed off nerds. You don't piss off <laughs> the nerds. He pissed off nerds that watch cartoons. God help your career <laughs> once that happens, because they have access to keyboards, and they know how to use the <laughs> internet. Yeah, the anime people. Grandmas who love Sixth Sense and Signs do not use the internet as much as nerds who watch Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I think. The scene... Is this the scene now? Oh, this is the scene where they run around the house. So... This movie is way funnier than it is scary. This scene is hilarious to me. I think Walking Phoenix is like an imbecile. <laughs> and he's super funny to me. But this movie is not scary. He's like one, I think, two good thrills. But this movie plays as better as a comedy. Mm. That's one thing I, that I was hoping for the rest of this movie was crazy Mel Gibson to come out. No. Like every movie, he starts grunting and growling at some point, And he has it in this. Like, till the dinner scene that we'll see later. That's where I was like, yes, he's here. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I think he's entirely miscasted. Like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, like. No, he's always an intense psychopath. He's like, you think, like, Lethal Weapon and all of the other movies. He's got, he's like a guy on the edge. Well, I mean, that's kind of how he lived his life. He managed to hide his <laughs> anti-Semitism for a long time. <laughs> that's, that's on my list of conversation starters. This is 2002. 2006 is the rant about Jews. And I want to know is why do we keep letting him make things? <laughs> Everyone's just accepting this. I mean, you know, we like Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, the aliens. Like, it's like it's like the South Park joke. It's like he knows story structure. He knows how to make a movie. Like he mm -hmm. like you have you have um um Hacksaw Ridge. You have Apocalypto. You have Braveheart. He's a good director. He's just an insane person. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Now this part is so fucking dumb because he's like, oh, I don't want to scare away the guy on our roof, right? And he's like, oh yeah, what do you mean cuss? 
He means like fuck, shit, balls, ass, pussy. <laughs> like, what do you mean yell? I mean like yell ass, cock, pit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to to Mel Gibson's character defense, he doesn't yell until one scene in this movie. He's just like he's very he's irreverent. He's very reserved and kind of even keel, which is so not Mel Gibson as a person. <laughs> I was thinking something while watching this the entire time. And I was like, is this what the people on Fiddler of the Roof felt? When there was just a fiddler on their roof and they saw him for the first time? Like, Get the hell <laughs> off there! <laughs> Shit is this! <laughs> I don't get the reference in there. Oh, you never seen Fiddler on the Roof? No. It's about uh, Jewish people in Russia with uh, people playing violin on the roof. <laughs> Sounds I mean, wonderful. that's actually a... Terrible, it's about the Russian pogroms. But, you know... (laughs) (laughs) There is a fiddler on the roof in the movie. I guess it's like saying signs is about a little girl who can't drink water. It's kind of just part of a bigger thing. (laughs) Saving Private Ryan is about a bunch of friends looking for their buddy in Europe. (laughs) It's about Vin Diesel getting out of porn and getting into acting. (laughs) (laughs) See, this, this scene cracks me up, but it's not because it's a good scene and he's just running around screaming. That's not Lionel Pritchard as its knees yeah. are backwards and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> All this humor just undercuts the seriousness of this movie. I think, I think Shyamalan made a huge mistake by making this way too like humorous because nothing is scary. You know what did it right was scary movie. <laughs> Okay, this is what my wife was talking about. She says she, she says the scene when Mel Gibson is talking to his wife. She says, "Remember a scary movie when he has the hot dog and the donut?" I'm like, yeah, that movie ruins this movie. Uh, I I just think about uh, Leslie Nielsen as the president. She's like, <laughs> Have we tried talking to the aliens? <laughs> my God, they're in this room. <laughs> uh, man, I would have loved to recast Mel Gibson with Leslie Nielsen. That's a, is he still alive? I don't know. I don't... Th- I was just thinking that. I don't know. Is that Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is. A lot of water references. They, ha- I can, they have to just hit you over the head so you know the little yeah. girl doesn't drink tap water because she's bougie. <laughs> bougie. <laughs> she gets to Sonny and spits it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking Fiji. <laughs> I'd rather drink pond water. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Joaquin Phoenix in this? I'm telling you, he's a simpleton. Like, I, I swear to God. this is... Did he get hit by a pitch or something? <laughs> you mean his lip? No, it's just the brain damage he obviously has. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I think Joaquin Phoenix's character is supposed to be funny, but I think he's... I just feel bad for him because he's just a baseball player who's not very bright and has nothing smart to say. <laughs> uh, I feel like if he set the minor league record for home runs, which comes up later, even mm-hmm. if he struck out a ton, I feel like he'd still find his way to the big leagues. Like, if he was dinging that many home runs, I feel like some team would be like, all right, let's get his ass out there. Yeah, but I always thought it was implied that 
he quit to come back home, but maybe he didn't. I don't. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. But I think you're right because when Lionel Pritchard tells him like strikeout rippers, the reason why. But yeah, I think you're right. He would at least be a cleanup hitter or, or a DH hitter just to come in and clean up when he needed to. So this scene right here, I don't fucking understand. Right. What they were thinking where it's like, you know, women can be freaks too, like them Scandinavian <laughs> freaks. And you're like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I like once again. This is the comedy. This is where. Where the Shyamalan thinks this is funny, and which I think it's funny in a very like well, kind of closed-minded stupidity type of thing, and it shows how dumb all these characters are. I think it's funny that way, but I think he thinks it's supposed to be smart. I don't know. It's like you think maybe that crazy lady with the cigarettes jumped on your roof and was running around. <laughs> yeah, the person who has to smoke cigarettes is the one running around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think it's supposed to be she's. A good detective thinks about every angle, but they just all come off as imbeciles. Like, I would punch her if I just saw an alien that a female Scandinavian. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny line, but it just makes them seem stupid. (laughs) She's like, I think, I think it's solid lead. I'll start looking for the greater area for Scandinavians who are good jumpers. Most have at least two gold medals. <laughs> I like this with that Abigail Breslin like bothers him. It's what kids do. Kind of comes in and goes like something's on television. Like it's my point is like little things about his movies are interesting to me, but the overall picture is just bad. Yeah, your your assessment as a student film is spot on, mm-hmm. and I think it's because Shamblon. I want to look at a. When he had his first success, but I think it was too young, because I feel like he never got over his student film ways. Well, Sixth Sense holds up. It is an excellent movie. The problem is, in 2000, Rolling Stone called him the new Spielberg, and I think that went to his head. I I, I legitimately think it all went to his head because his director cameos get so embellished, like embellished so much, into a point where it's obnoxious i think he goes to his head like eventually i think you and i saw lady in the water together didn't we see that together in theaters oh yeah we saw that i thought it was amazing as a child yeah but like i'm just thinking back on it and in that movie his director cameo is he's literally an author who writes the most important book in the entire world and he becomes a martyr for it his book changes the world mm-hmm. that's where you know he is so his head so far up his ass <laughs> <laughs> I I would have done the same thing, but it would have been a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because later when they have the, the science book, it's full of pictures. I'm like, what kind of science book just has tons of pictures drawn by kids? The best kinds. <laughs> and this kid's like, it's aliens. Why wouldn't they just say like, oh, fucking cultist people making goddamn crop circles again? That's what they say. That's what they start with. And then it makes sense that the kid thinks aliens. Yeah. It makes sense that the kid thinks aliens, but eventually over time they all kind of go with it. So I like the alien stuff. I don't think the aliens look good, but I like the alien stuff. But I think when it gets some more horrorish and it gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. And the the family drama just falls apart. Well, and like he accelerates through the invasion. It's like, oh, some things happen, but we're doing well. It's all over. It's like a shitty independent. It's like if Independence Day. The first fight they had with the aliens, we kicked their ass, and it was like, the end. 
Mm-hmm. It was just about Will Smith training up the entire movie, and he fights yeah. the aliens for five minutes and kicks their ass, and the world wins. Yeah, it's weird that it all ends overnight. It ends in the spin of 12 hours. I know, the aliens do all this setup, all this preparing, and they're like, they they plan to wrestle us to death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother, come here, I'm going to give you a hit lock. Why are they like, they sh- he should have just made a movie where like the aliens have said to call forward our best. We send Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> to fight the alien. God help his soul. <laughs> that would have been, I'll watch that. <laughs> What I kept wondering is, like, why the hell are they above this podunk Pennsylvania town? There's 400, eventually at some point it says there's over 400, 600, like, alien, like, saucers above major cities. Like, Pennsylvania, 60 miles out of Pennsylvania is not a major city. Why are they this podunk town? Why do they care about this farm? I know. And, like, Pennsylvania, if they really did, why don't they land in Texas? There's plenty of, like, landing there. Maybe they were like, there's more guns in Texas, so they're just going to yeah. try Pennsylvania. <laughs> I like the small town scenes. They're they're too funny and they kind of take away from the thrill of it. But once again, I think this works better as a comedy than it does as like a serious <laughs> thriller. But I like the characters in, in this when they have these like goofy like like uh, small town people. The like the little pharmacist girl who has to confess her sins to him. I think it's funny. <laughs> it's not scary though. I think it would have been better. She's like, I let Jimmy Stew Jimmy Starr down the street, put in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> God. Is God going to be mad about that? <laughs> this family-friendly kind of God-based thing. You want to talk about anal sex? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, were you were you laughing your ass off at the, the army scene where they recruiter? Were you, like, laughing uncontrollably? Because I was. Like, how, how serious he takes that dialogue and his mouth's open the entire time? I want to know if that's a joke or if that's what Shimlon thinks recruiters actually do. I mean, that's... Not too far off. <laughs> so, like, that's my point, though, is, like, was he trying to do, like, a serious, like, this is what recruiters actually do, or is it just, like... Stupid army, man. You said stupid being in the army. <laughs> I don't think he has the balls to call the army stupid, considering this movie is super faith-based, and he and Simone doesn't take any risks. <laughs> don't offend anybody. I do like the old man that thinks this is all a soda commercial conspiracy, because mm-hmm. that would definitely mm-hmm. pick up on the internet. They'd be like, this is just a big bullshit from Coca-Cola. <laughs> they can't afford cola, so they get Shasta. <laughs> you think Tylenol paid money to be on this? Because they're kind of front and center. They have to get everything approved. Like, this is a major motion picture. Oh. Like, Touchstone picked it up, so they have to get this approved. Huh. Well, like, and I don't get the point of this. I get it's for him to tell us. I'm not a reverend. Drink. And like, <laughs> uh. Yeah, it, but it's like I told you, this is distracting. It's funny, but it's distracting from this entire movie. So it, it's funny, but it ruins the overall seriousness of this movie. All right, so Joaquin's going to go join the army, huh? I'm going to keep my mouth shut and not say anything about that. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my God. Right? This is like the worst performance ever by a person. He doesn't blink and he just, is, his mouth is open. And... Is he supposed to be like, hello, Clarice. I've heard you would like to make money in an affordable education. 
Did you know that for four years? Oh, drink, drink once again. A character knows about oh, yeah. the the military. Like they're probing, and they're gonna send it in the intercoms. Just drink. What? Oh my fucking god! Why would? No wonder why he's a recruiter. This dude's suffering from something. Right? He's like he's basically like freezing. It's super weird. When I got back from Nam, I was probed. <laughs> By a doctor. He was looking for something. He said it was my prostate. I know. It's because he was a homophobe. That's how he fucking talked. Ted Sutton. <laughs> oh my god. What kind of loser recognizes a minor, a minor league baseball player? I know, right? Oh my god, you're James McCat. You batted 250 <laughs> for the Salt Lake Bees. Oh, he, he may, you think he's reading a card or something? I don't know. He's bad. I don't know. I, I don't know who this character, this guy is, but he doesn't blink and he's really bad. He looks like, um, he looks like the small soldier in small soldiers, like Connelly Jones' little <laughs> small soldier kind of character. Um, Lieutenant something. I don't know. Hey, that's my cat's name. Why <laughs> not? I thought this is David Arquette. It looks just like David Arquette. <laughs> well, and I like how this random grifter just shows up, and it's like, he's like, oh, I know all the records of minor league players. Well, he's Lionel Pritchard, so they mentioned him, so I guess they grew up together. I don't know. Oh. And the, the, all this setup so that he can swing a bat in an alien later. I'm telling, like, this is my point, is all, all this buildup feels so convoluted and a waste of time. Because the twist isn't that even big of a deal. Like, it's it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like you really need to set up that he uses a bat to defend himself against an alien? Like, it's not like he hit something or di did something crazy that you're like, oh, wow, good thing he practiced. Anyone could pick up a bat and swing the fuck out of it at an alien. See, we have all this dropping right now. We have... Mel Gibson losing his faith. We have the bat. We have the water. It all is just dumped right now. And then the next scene when they're in... That's funny. Then the next scene they're in um, the pizzeria and they mention that Ray. So like they, they set all this up. This whole point of this is just to build more. Oh, my God. Mel Gibson should call her a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> See, comedy shot. It's all shot flat like a comedy. Do you think Mel Gibson, because he's a huge Catholic, obviously, you think he took this role yeah. because he would be like, I'll, I'll be a priest. What if <laughs> What if they cast him as a, uh, oh shit, what's the uh, the Jewish? Uh, oh, a rabbi? A rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mel, you're going to play a rabbi in a small Pennsylvania. He's like, God damn it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Shimalin. <laughs> oh, it's Shamalan getting groceries. Oh yeah, so remember uh, I forgot about this because I was talking over this scene. But remember when um, this is a this is an interesting setup. So later, early in the movie, they say that um, call Doctor So and So, and then the boy says he's not a uh, animal doctor, and he says he'll know what to do. I was like, why the fuck would they mention that in this movie? Later, it pays off because Ray's a veterinarian, and he didn't want to call the vet because the guy killed his wife. Like, that's a good little setup and payoff. It's never really 
it's not that big of a deal, but I like little things like that. Like that's a good script writing. Just all the rest of the shit that's so obvious is annoying. <laughs> Shyamalan murdered his wife. Like he murdered this film. Oh well, later. Oh, I'll wait. I gotta wait. <laughs> I have so many things I just want to jump to that just piss <laughs> me off. Oh, you know, I just I was surprised. I didn't think I'd think this movie was such a piece of shit, but man. I think it's. I think it falls with the mummy, unserviceable. It's not as entertaining. I don't think it's like I, I never. I wasn't like angry at this movie. I was frustrated, but I was never as angry. It's below the mummy, but I don't think it's a miserable movie. There's things I do appreciate about it. It's just there's not enough of it to keep. I mean, I'll never watch it again in my entire life, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I would never be like, oh, you gotta see signs. Even the twist is not really a twist. It's like a a curve in the road it's, it's a tie tie-in it just ties everything in to make you feel like it's a bigger movie than it is yeah this isn't bruce willis touching his back this isn't the airplane that or the highway that comes out of the forest you know it's oh i like this part on the nerd rant <laughs> right and you, you mentioned it earlier about shimmerlin don't piss off the nerds what's a good time there he goes again this was his first this was his jab at the nerds mm -hmm. His right hook was his avatar. <laughs> I like the line that Abigail Breslin says, why don't they have girlfriends? I think it's the best line in the movie because it's like, that's how little kids do. They they fixate on weird things and they just say things. It's a, I think it's mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> well, they can't get girlfriends, honey, because they haven't made a billion dollars yet. But once they do, daddy and all of us won't have any girlfriends because they'll take them all, those dirty, dirty bastards. <laughs> we call them incels. <laughs> That that explains aliens. It's just guys not having sex. You see, mm -hmm. aliens appear whenever men aren't having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene. I like that Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> what an ugly ass car. Who put that through the design meeting and Ford executives were like, that's a solid car. That is solid. It's definitely a, a, a pasture car, though. Like, or a podunk town car. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's like, how can we take the Honda Accord and make it just unbearable to look at? <laughs> I give you the Ford Taurus. <laughs> I like this because this is like a slow buildup of the kids believe it, but the adults don't. It's a slow build to when they finally realize. Because that's, that's how I'd be. I'm Mel Gibson. I'm a cynic. I'm not going to believe any of this shit. But after seeing one in my pantry, I'm like, okay, I guess I get it now. <laughs> I like how they're hearing those noises, and it's like, I would have been like, are those whales? Right. <laughs> that are someone's, like, or it's baby or someone's, like, farting on the other side. I have no idea what this is. I I just, I wouldn't, I would think it's just interference, because that's not anything. It's not like you're hearing, we invaded Dawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like... It sounds like the Predator, really. Yeah. Um, this is weird. I was, I was wondering if uh, aliens would use the same radio waves and frequencies that we would use. I don't really know. Yeah, that's... A, especially that go on a baby monitor. <laughs> yeah. Because walkie-talkies use radio waves, so maybe, but I'm just thinking, like, if they can do interstellar travel, they'd have something a little more advanced. But... The only thing better would be if the girl could understand them. Oh, right. And she's like, 
Jay says, so like I was totally walking down the street and Barbara walked by and I was like, damn, girl, why don't you change your camouflage some more for me? <laughs> and I was like, yo, also, did you eat that blonde yet? <laughs> <laughs> My antenna popped up, and I was like, mm -mm. God damn it, Jim, the water! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try this drink I found on Earth. Oh, that's another great thing I want to point out, is all the planets in the universe, the aliens pick one that's 70% H2O. <laughs> right. When, like, it's the one thing that can melt them, they're like, that's the planet we're going to. We could talk for about an hour about how, how the water thing is the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. Because their organic material and the fact that they don't have water is ridiculous to me. And Yeah, and like, they have to come through the atmosphere. What if it rains? That's exactly what I was thinking too. What if it fucking rains? And um, what, what if there's freaking mist in the air? What if they have to eat anything? Like, they have to eat something, right? Everything is... Unless they're eating, like, rocks. Like, what the hell are they eating? And and why wouldn't they have bio suits on? If they know that water kills mm -hmm. them, why wouldn't they have a fucking suit on to keep water off their skin? And they make it very clear that they're sitting above the clouds, like, looking at us and, like, thinking before they invade. Oh, shit. What's this precipitation? What does that mean? What's moisture? Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the aliens are run by Trump and they're just sending it. <laughs> when Joaquin Phoenix is in the army, I was thinking Space Force. That's the only thing I was Space thinking Force. of. <laughs> you know, I think about alien movies that really just make my heart warm. And this makes me think of Mars Attacks. Oh my God. I enjoy Mars Attacks so much more than this movie. Well, Mars Attacks is a great, like, kind of satire, kind of like, straight for this. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's the president that just wants to get along with the aliens. I like this scene. This is like the only good like horror scene in the movie because it's kind of subtle. The only problem is the zoom-ins with the, the corn is annoying. Like, the yeah. corn's really, I think, frustrating. And then, th and then this part isn't even like focused. Watch when he does the zoom out and he does the circle around the crop. It's like not even in focus. It's really weird. Yeah. Focus your camera. <laughs> Fix your camera, asshole. <laughs> I think right here is where it unfocuses. Right there, see? It's unfocuses. Oh, like, yeah. they, they can't even, they fuck, that's the thing. I'm just a... Oof. Yeah, that hurt my eyes. Get out of here! <laughs> there, there's nothing for you here. Go back to Saturn or Jupiter. Where the fuck you're from? <laughs> Get your anus out of here. I think it would have been funnier if he's like, Get out of here. Go back to Mexico. <laughs> that kind of aliens, smell. <laughs> they don't have Mexicans in Pennsylvania. Come on. <laughs> Lots of corn. Is he trying to get like a children of the corn feel? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to shoot in corn because <laughs> you can just Is like... Is there a lot of corn fields in Pennsylvania? I'm sure in the outskirts probably. I thought that was a Midwest thing, but I'm actually only an amateur agriculturalist. A cornographer. <laughs> and so we're going to assume that he never waters waters that corn, too, so that there's no droplets of water on the corn. Well, I was thinking, like, they saw sprinklers, like, fuck this, sprinklers are hardcore. <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Right. If he's like, 
oh, damn, the sprinklers are turning on, and you just hear all this screaming in the corn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> see, that would have been clever. Just, see, we you could do more clever shit with water than just yeah. throwing glasses of water on them. I like that, the leg. That works for me. It's simple. It's enough. The water's just dumb. There's just too much water on it's Literally, the earth revolves around it, so you can't escape it unless you have a suit on. Well, what's more embarrassing later is that he says, it's like War of the Worlds, and War of the Worlds, the oxygen is what kills them. Now he picked mm-hmm. water. Like, it's, this is a, just like a... Um, was it oxygen, or was it like bacteria? Like, they had no immunities to... Maybe you're right, that's what it was, is bacteria. The microbes and stuff. Yeah, that's what it was, the bacteria in the air and whatnot, they just picked up. They got sick. <laughs> yeah. Which... It's kind of dumb, too, because you're assuming that the aliens have the same DNA structure that our viruses and stuff could latch on to. Not necessarily. Because in War of the Worlds, we don't actually see the aliens, and they're kind of like... Well, I know in the Spielberg version, they're, they're, like, they're like mech kind of aliens, but then in the original one, you don't see them. But you're right. I guess your point. The only thing that makes sense... Is Jeff Goldblum downloading a virus that works with <laughs> alien software? <laughs> I love uh, the favorite part about Fourth of July because this is at the time for us. Is everyone watches Independence Day and goes, "Oh, it's a pretty good movie." I'm like, "No, it's fucking not." I have to keep my it's mouth so shut. So stupid. It's the dumbest like alien movie. He, he uploads a porn bot onto the <laughs> alien ship and crashes it. Oh no, they downloaded ransomware on their <laughs> alien ship. I like this. I like all the TV stuff, the new stuff. It's the most yeah. boring stuff, but I do like this, the stuff of how they delve out the alien information via the news. The nerds are right. Well, there we go. <laughs> right? It's creepy, though. Oh yeah, no, it is. It's it's realistic, because this is the better stuff. Because it's like you can see their faces. You see Joaquin and Mel Gibson, they look terrified. The kids are talking over this and not understanding how terrifying this really is. But um, poor, poor Rory Corkin doesn't know about YouTube. Who would have known that VHS is worthless and this would be on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> See, she's she makes sense as a kid. She's like, that's my ballet recital. Don't touch mm-hmm. it. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand. Mo makes no fucking swimsuit special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he make sense? Uh-huh. So horny. Uh, <laughs> right. But Mo or Morgan, he he's too he acts too old and I hate it when they make kids seem more mature than they are. I would say he'd be older because his mom died, so it kind of matures him. So he probably experienced and kind of went through some trauma. I don't know. And and like and like it's very they ruined the, the family stuff, but then he doesn't trust his dad to save him, so he feels like he's more mature than his dad because his dad's probably turned turned off because his faith and his wife's dead. So I would say he'd become more mature faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this that? Are you a luck man? Are yeah. you a this? This is the most convoluted, yes. like thing I've ever seen in my life. It's because like, Shyamalan didn't want to say. Are you a believer or a non-believer? He wanted to say those words without saying those words, really. He should have just said those words. Yeah, but then he would be like, seem too preachy. So he he beats around the bush to a point where it's ridiculous. Which I don't mind this scene until Joaquin Phoenix gives his stupid, stupid story. Oh, one time I, 
uh, is going to make out with this girl and they spit the gum out. And it's like, oh, that, I'm a miracle man. Like, you sound like an imbecile. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, one time I was going to, like, totally bang this chick. And, like, <laughs> I totally forgot my rubbers in the car. So I was like, oh, my God. So I went to the car and I came back and she had vomited and was, like, totally blowing Jerry down the street. And that could have been me. And I was like, wow, I was so lucky. <laughs> so I guess, like, I believe in Christ. <laughs> Are you a ghostwriter for M. Night Shyamalan movies? <laughs> See, I don't mind. I don't mind Mel Gibson in this scene, but I definitely mind Joaquin Phoenix. And I don't know if this was to be funny or if this just builds that Joaquin Phoenix is an imbecile. Uh, it's this is Matt. Have we, have we been following our drinking game? No, we've been really bad. I've been drinking the entire time. Though. Oh yeah, I, I'm getting good at drunk. This screwdriver <laughs> is gone, and I filled up a good 16 ounce glass with it. So nice. I did a strawberry margarita full of a lot of Patron. Strawberry margie, huh? Mm-hmm. They're delicious. <laughs> mm. Happy summer, everybody. Right. Watch some signs and get a margon. Get your margon. Also, if you're not creeped out, 2020 has the summer solstice and the winter solstice and summer and Saturn and Jupiter will align at the end of the world. The Mayan calendar actually meant 2020. We're all fucking dead. So I back hope... to what we were saying. <laughs> I hope they meant 2020 and this shit. I'm so tired of living in this I'm year. I'm sick of it. If that just ends the quarantine, I'm into it. <laughs> right? Burn it. Burn it all with fire. Let's go to the Aztec calendar instead of the Mayan one. Maybe the Aztecs are right. <laughs> Someone has to be right when we're all going to die. If I was going to fix this movie, I'd get rid of the humor. Like, the humor is the best part of this movie, but I would just focus on keep your, your bullshit faith thing in there, but make it less over the head and make these characters absolutely confused and terrified for their lives because they are small town people that are dealing with the biggest thing in the entire universe. Yeah, it's like... it. It's okay to have themes and to have, like, a crisis of faith, of faith theme. There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty that do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't get brought up enough, and it doesn't get, like, obvious enough. Like, when he sees the aliens, he should sit down and be like, you cocksucker. I knew you'd do this to me. <laughs> well, he, he has that moment, this, and we'll get, I'll mention it later, but right. he has the theme, and I'm a theme person. I do like themes. I like the idea of a pastor getting his faith back. Sure. What I cannot stand as a cynical narcissist, like nihilist, is you're going to tell me that his wife was supposed to die and that was God's plan so that when aliens would come down, she could tell them to swing away in water. That is the most insulting thing I have ever heard. I'm just like... That's quite a ball of yarn you got when you yeah, pull the string a little so bit. It's so insulting and like, I don't believe in any of this, but if I was a, <laughs> a religious person, I'd be like... That's kind of a simplified way of looking at religion. <laughs> See, I like this part, though. This part right here where he, like, he talks about his wife and then he loses his faith. I like this part, this specific yeah. moment. But the walking Phoenix parts and the convoluted, like, signs and whatnot is very annoying. Oh, and, and, and what pisses me off is he's all, her last words were swing away. Those weren't her fucking last words. And he wouldn't change the story of his wife's last words. Mm-hmm. He, it wasn't like she was just whispering, swing away. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, tell Mo that 
He should continue to play with dolls. That's not weird. <laughs> Tell Bo. She's a pretty girl. Tell Meryl he doesn't suck at baseball. He should keep on swinging. And he's like, her last words were swing away. Mm-hmm. Well, she does say that, though. Yeah, but it's like way more. It's not like it was obviously just some random brain activity. Well, well to argue with you is he's now a cynic because he's literally lost everything that matters to him in the world. So I guess he would view things in a more cynical kind of way. Like it was just a brain synapsis firing. It was just seeing your thing. He doesn't see any deeper meaning in the world anymore. So I accept it, but I get your point. But what is also stupid is they didn't need to say, like they go into this detail, like she was pinned against the tree. Mm -hmm. Half her body is gone, but half is there. Just enough that we could shoot the scene. And... She's still awake. Like, why not just do the hospital where she's she's kind of there. She's had a lot of brain damage. She's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Not much is there. You know what I mean? So he could talk to his wife mm-hmm. and she could say something. I think because it's cheaper. It's the only thing I can think of is it's easier to do it in a field with a truck against her. That's the only thing. I, this movie feels really cheap. And I don't mean, I think it's just, I think it's just budget pinching, but it feels very cheap. Is that how Shamlon like, kept getting studios to take a chance on him is because he's like i can do it for three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> no but like that's that's how horror movies are horror movies are always like cheaper and that's that's what the one thing is like they can spend 80 like 60 million dollars on this movie and be like yeah you'll make it back no problem it's not like i said before i need to get to avatar when he's like 100 million dollars when it flops here we go here, here comes the thing that like like he just he I know he gets it from the news, but he's saying shit so exposition-y that he would never mm-hmm. ever understand. So I'm gonna drink to the scene. <laughs> Alright, let's drink. Oh. I like this. Well, I guess all the new stuff I like. <laughs> it's mostly the yeah. stuff that's most kind of like subtle well, kind of like uh... sci fi stuff. What was I thinking of? Um, it was like, oh, uh, Day of the Dead or um, the remake, Zack Snyder's Day. Uh, oh, Dawn uh, of the Dead. Yeah. The scariest stuff was like the news, like when they're on the news and you see like the reporters like, oh, shit. And like they yeah. get eaten on the news. And you're like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. For some reason, news stuff is always scarier. It makes it feel more real in a way. Well, because it, it's it's through a lens that we understand. Like we watch the news and see the misery of the world, so it's I think it's an easy way to kind of get it across. And there's just something pleasurable about watching a reporter get eaten by zombies on camera. Right. <laughs> this scene is the funniest scene because this book is <laughs> full of pictures and. They make the biggest leaps of like they're hostile. This is this is the book that Randy Quaid wrote. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm telling you, they're gonna put things in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna feel really good, but it's wrong. <laughs> I like the foil. It's funny, but once again the comedy undersells all of this. Like it's his comedy overrides anything terrifying. Because the scene when they're looking at the the picture of the the man of the two kids that's kind of creepy but they understand why wearing these Hershey Kiss tops. Speaking of Randy Quaid, I thought that video of him having sex with a hooker on camera and doing blow was fake, and then I googled <laughs> it. No, that's real. It's it's like a live performance art. 
It is Randy Quaid having sex with a hooker while doing drugs. Well, you know, I think Hollywood rewards the crazy, like, look at Mel Gibson, so. <laughs> God bless him. Dr. Bimboo. Is that, like, a play on words or something, or was that just a... I'm wondering if it is. I don't know. I, th I think it's just, like, he thought Bimbo, because it'd be silly. I, d I really don't know. It's just funny to say Dr. Bimboo. <laughs> yeah, this does feel kind of... I, I guess I'm right with the student film, but it feels very juvenile at times. Yeah. Remember when Shamal was supposed to be making a comeback with, like, glass or whatever? Let's talk about that. Okay, so, because this scene's boring. Um, now I'm going to beer. I'm now drinking uh, Hanger 24 American Lights to celebrate Canadian Independence Day. <laughs> oh, look at this! <laughs> look at these drawings! <laughs> There's, like, one poking another in the butt. <laughs> Supposedly, Shamalan's daughter drew these. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh no, they're burning their house. Yeah, this is a little too obvious. But it's creepy. Why? It's kind of creepy, but then the, the foil hats. Um, so back to your point, yeah. Did you ever see Split? Mm-hmm. I think Split... That's, that's what triggered his comeback. Yeah. No, no, what triggered his comeback is the uh, the visit. The one where the, the found footage oh, movie where the kids... Which right. is an embarrassing movie that people think is good. I think it's an embarrassment, but... Split, I like, but I think it's mostly because of the actors. Because McAvoy and Anna Taylor-Joy are really good actors. I think that kind of oh, sells yeah. it. I didn't see Glass because I'm not the biggest Unbreakable fan. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't really care. It's a garbage movie. But but now he's got a, an Apple TV like TV show, which I, I haven't seen. I don't have it. <laughs> but like I, I don't know. They think, oh, he's got a comeback. I'm like, I don't think it's a comeback. I think it's just... He's making the same kind of movies, and he gets hits or misses, depending on who's in his movies. Why is the to... door open? They don't explain this. Like, like I and I get it, because it's, it's his wife's room. Is it because he's talking to Ray on the phone? He sees the wife's room. Is that just like a coincidence? The door's open? I don't know. You weren't paying attention, so you don't know. I, I saw him look... <laughs> I think it would have been funny if you opened the closet and walked in. He's like, what? No one knocks? <laughs> <laughs> Make us into a boner comedy. <laughs> Porky's goes to space. <laughs> space comes to Porky's. And make sure it's comes spelled C-U-M-S. <laughs> These kids are weird. I would have hit her by now as a brother. What's that shirt of? Is that a Transformer? Is that a Transformer? It's a transformography, <laughs> I like these. Uh, these kids are better actors than Gibson and Phoenix in this. I think they're better than they are. And I, I, I don't like kid actors. See, veterinarian, it pays off. Oh, it pays off. wouldn't call the vet. Yeah. Yeah. See, little things. I like little things, but that's not better. <laughs> this doesn't make up for the rest of the shit. He should have just sat there while the guy keeps saying that every time he interrupts, he's like, you killed my wife. <laughs> Yeah. I'm that, really sorry. You killed my wife. This sounds more like ransom or payback with Mel Gibson. <laughs> he ties him up and starts beating him to death with like a, I don't know, like a hatchet. That'd be awesome. Just something. So far, this movie's fucking boring. Yeah, this movie isn't... I don't mind boring movies, but this has a stupid payoff, so it kind of feels pointless in the end. <laughs> I, I like, too, how, like, he's totally calm. He's like, I think they're afraid of water. Oh, I hate this scene is the most insulting thing because 
I remember when I was a kid, I, I watched the behind the scenes. And they made a big deal of the scene because Mel Gibson didn't know that Shyamalan was Ray, and it surprised him, which is like, well, who could care? But like, it's a big deal. Like Shyamalan made a huge deal about this scene because he's in it, and he says the what? stupidest fucking thing is the water thing. I think that water thing is like the the cherry on top of a shit Sunday of this movie. <laughs> like he, you couldn't even see like say like oh the news said the water he says I just think the water because he has yeah. to just say the information well and he's not like I wouldn't go inside I trapped an alien in my house <laughs> like it's all this and then he's just like oh by the way there's an alien in my house well how did he know <laughs> he's gonna show up like how did he have any idea that the priest would actually show up and talk to him it's like he's sitting there because the script told him to sit there because uh... they had to have this closure scene this is the worst scene in the movie. You're not an actor. You're hardly a director. <laughs> You're barely a writer. I think he's... I would put director above writer and actor by far. I don't think he should write his movies. I don't think he should act in his movies. No. But I don't think he's bad at director. He does some decent like camera angles and editing's pretty good. But he's definitely actor's the bottom of the list. Oh. He's bad. I just... In, in yeah. Sixth Sense, he plays a doctor. It's subtle. It's fine. Because he's doing yeah. a little Hitchcock Tarantino cameo. Tarantino rarely plays a role that you're like, he's like, I'm one of the main characters. I am a key plot point. He's always a guy that gets blown up. Yeah, well, his Django cameo is bad, though. His Django cameo is, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Where he just plays the Australian that gets blown apart. Well, supposedly in that, like, the, the actor didn't show up. She jumped in. Like, you should have put mm -hmm. anybody else in there. <laughs> this part. This is so insulting because this is the theme, right? Of, like, it was meant to happen. I was meant to kill your wife. and I would strangle the shit out of him if he said that to me. Because the overall theme is God has a plan for everything. Therefore, he killed your wife so that you could stop aliens. And I would be like, this is so fucking insulting. <laughs> Why would he put that together? Why would he be like, wait, none of them are near water? Don't you what? water your crops every day, though? Like, because crops need a lot of water. I mean, there's water everywhere. Right? They, how would he be like, they must not like water? So anyone in Nebraska is allergic to water? Because they're not really near faith, any bodies drink, of it? Drink, faith. Okay, I'm done, Hatch. <sighs> oh, God, that was all vodka. Yeah, I already finished my margarita Ugh. like a while ago. Mm. I did not mix that well. <laughs> I like how that's like the end of his thing. He does this whole like, oh, I guess it's the end of the world. Oh, by the way, I uh, I got an alien in my house. Have fun. Yeah, this is, an, <laughs> this is just an absolute exposition dump because I don't think he knew how else to do this. Just to dump all this stuff here. I don't know why. When I was a kid, this this scene terrified me, but now I'm watching it. Walking Phoenix's reaction is like comical. Yeah. Oh, this scared the shit. I remember it scaring the shit out of me. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's. I don't know why it's effective when you're younger. It's a. I think it's fine. It works because I, I like the found footage type thing. It works for this. Mm -hmm. But Walking's reaction I, is like ridiculous. He should just be sitting there with his eyes absolutely stunned. I think it'd be better. And he's like mildly racist. Right. He's like, Vamanos! I'm like, they speak Portuguese. 
<laughs> but, and I'm pretty sure some of them are just yelling in Spanish, and it's supposed to be in Brazil. So, Don't they speak both? But isn't Brazil have two languages? Yeah, Vamanos. Why didn't you just say move kids? I think it's supposed to be funny. Once again, the, the comedy undercuts it. Portuguese, okay, they are speaking Portuguese. All right. Oh, okay, oh. this is the biggest mistake of this movie is you don't show it in the daylight. It looks nope, so can't. goofy, and they do this at the end. When the very end they show it, I'm like, you don't show it in the daylight. It's so much scarier they at night. They should have just showed, like, kind of it move, like maybe its head in the, the <laughs> trees, and then, like, it went back in. They should have done it at night. They should have done it in the evening, make it creepier. At a, it, yeah. It's so easy to shoot it at night. Yeah. It's it's too much, like that. <laughs> or it's just like peekaboo. This is a weird frame. frame. I, I like this, where it's like this is kind of creepy. I do like this whole scene. I like it. Like I like until the claw comes out because there's no sound or music sting. It's really weird how he didn't put any music behind. Because I don't I don't like the jump scare stings, but. Mm-mm. When the claw comes out, it's really weird that he just goes, it goes clack, click, click, and he goes, uh, this is a strange ah. reaction. But I do like him in the pantry. I like him. The comedy undercuts it, though. He tends to be a cop. I oh, know, right? <laughs> this is the guy that was in Braveheart. Mm-hmm. He should have just been like, are you a fucking alien? Right. This is where I think like Harrison Ford would be better. Well, my point is this: he is not the right person for this role. Like he's just no. not his, because he's just he's used to being more energetic and kind of wild. I think Joaquin even would have been better as his character. You wouldn't believe Joaquin Phoenix to be a priest though in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't believe him to be a baseball player in Pennsylvania either. Yeah. A baseball player like Chris Evans would have been a better cast for like Joaquin's character. Yeah, someone with a little more charisma for them. Yeah, that looks a little more like a jock kind of. Speaking of which, I actually watched the movie Knives Out. Solid movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't like the. It wasn't as surprising as people like to say. It no, was. it's it's. I don't think it's a good mystery, but I think it's a very well made movie. I don't want to like sound pretentious, but I literally called the twist. Yeah. Like my fiance was like, "I'm not watching fucking movies with you anymore." Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, spoiler alert: don't watch this right now. I'm gonna give away a lot. But uh, <laughs> I called. It. I was like, "Ah, oh, the fucking maid did it. She killed him." Mm-hmm. And turns out she did. And I was like, "But she oh, did, okay. though." Yeah. Well, I mean, like, but I was like, okay. So I called that. And then, like, when they're doing the investigation, I was like, why is this movie continuing if they already gave that away? I was like, oh, oh yeah, Chris obvious. Evans did something shady. No, yeah, see, that's the problem is the first twist, I was like, okay, it's good that she is the killer, but but him, he's so obviously the bad guy. Like, it makes yeah. it so blunt. We, we just ruined a movie. We, we ruined a good movie <laughs> instead of ruining this terrible movie. Oh, yeah, suck it, bitches. <laughs> I'm going to ruin every movie. Rosebud's is sled. <laughs> I love Citizen Kane. That's a good movie. I'm sure when you guys and your friends do your podcast, you'll shit all over it, but I do love Citizen oh, Kane. Oh, I'm going to shit on it so hard. I fucking hate that movie. 
You know what movie you should never fucking see? Ever, ever, ever? Mm. The Last Picture Show with Jeff Daniels. i never seen it. Fucking terrible. It's not Jeff Daniels. It's, uh... Who's the guy that did the remake of True Grit? Oh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Lloyd! <laughs> That's Jeff Daniels, but... <laughs> See, once again, that comedy, like, they're all wearing the... Told the... you, the comedy works. Nothing else does. <sighs> this part's stupid, too, the book thing, because they're all just, like, speculating everything. Everyone's too calm. Like, you're right. It's like everyone's on Ambien. Mm-hmm. And, like, why wouldn't he come back and be like, pack your shit, we're out of here. There's yeah. fucking aliens, and they're in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's because they want to shoot this all in the same location to save money. Well, he tries to leave. He tries to leave, but they do a house vote because that's what dumb people do. Yeah. That's the reason that I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. I watched up to season two, and halfway through season two, I told everyone that if I have to watch one more fucking vote where it's like something crazy, and if, if fucking what's-his-name... The sheriff calls another vote. I'm never watching another episode again. And they're sitting there and there's like zombies wandering. Like, Those like zombies are starting to get closer. And he's like, think we should move? And he's like, we'll put it to a vote. And I was like, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying democracy is flawed, Shane? How dare you? Karl Marx was right. Marxism. <laughs> Sounds made up. Fuck you. Drink. Drink. Mm. It also was trapped in a pantry, so it could have been panicking. (laughs) (laughs) I would have laughed if he... I I thought he was going to see it, and it was like trying to mimic camouflage with like Heinz ketchup. Right. (laughs) It's like like camouflage wasn't working because he couldn't (laughs) get French's mustard. (laughs) That are (laughs) soldiers. Best part of waking up for aliens in your pantry. pantry. Pussies. <laughs> hey, don't you say those dirty words or I'll beat the shit out of you. That is that is bullshit, by the way, though. That is definitely bullshit. <laughs> Why would you be... That's what kids do. My Pokemon is too. Because <laughs> I'm bigger than you. Well, Morgan, here's the thing. I'm a goddamn adult, and I fucking made you. So, I can also destroy you. <laughs> so, we'll do what I say, huh? And maybe when you live 40 years and have to lose a fucking wife and make two kids... Then um you can vote in your house, asshole. <laughs> Are you eighteen? You can't vote in this country. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't care what the Democrats say. You ain't gonna be sixteen either. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Sixteen year olds voting. Have a I want people to go out and have a conversation with a sixteen year old. Just have a conversation with an eighteen year old, dude. <laughs> you were we were in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think after having that conversation, you'd be like, you have to be 25 to vote. You got, you got to be at least 25. 
because just have one conversation with a 16 year old and you'd be like oh boy yeah <laughs> to their defense those 16 year olds don't even get the license anymore they would have registered to vote <laughs> this is weird this scene where he throws a, a baseball and i don't know if it's like i don't know what this supposed to feel because i feel like he's just an imbecile who thinks a baseball is gonna stop an alien i just don't get this at all <laughs> what if he heard ah I was watching him too, like, what if he goes, ow, you asshole, <laughs> there's a baseball. Ow! I don't get this scene, what is it supposed to I feel? Like, does it... I like, I feel like he's just stupid. Is, is there about to be whispering, just build it, they will come. I was thinking of, of uh, that movie. <laughs> What's the movie? Oh, Field yeah. of Dreams a while ago. The corn and the faith thing, mm -hmm. definitely feels like Field of Dreams. This feels like... Like, it would be a little bit better in the hands of Stephen King to write. Like, I want Stephen King and Shyamalan to team up. Like, Stephen King writes it, Shyamalan directs it, but and then uh, someone who just has average writing ability does the ending, because Stephen King can't be trusted to do any endings. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look. I think Shyamalan writes all of his movies, so I think he's, like, I think he thinks he's an auteur. He's, like... Oh yeah, a, like a Kubrick where you can be handled, you can actually handle that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Wait, did they start attacking people yet? Ugh, looks like War of the Worlds. You shouldn't say that. Uh, they're they're saying you said that they're getting into attack mode, which is a drink. Because how would the hell they know that? How would you know? Yeah, religion, drink twice. Oh yay. Mm. Oh my god. Now we get to the part where other religion and things happen, so we're gonna be drinking a lot more. The problem is is I've been drinking a lot, but it hasn't totally hit me. I'm a little little buzzed. But it's always after the podcast that I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I was absolutely trash. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> the mummy was so goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, it's so many things I had to do. I'm like, ah, I can't do them. Oh, I can't do anything now. Oh, wait, what? Don't worry. I'm not going to tell you there's more fish in the sea. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> another cliche, but I will tell you this. At least it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a movie we should watch. It's Hot Fuzz. I know that fucking movie's good. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, Simon Pegg. Love him. Man, this movie is such a grind, though. I forgot how boring and slow it was. And I know he's, like, going for suspenseful, but... It's not good suspense, though. It's 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 decent comedy, and it's ruined suspense, because they undercut it with humor all the time, and then the family drama is so haphazard. Because right now, this scene, this is the scene that Shyamalan talks about all the time. Like, oh, this is a really big scene. They literally rush through all their problems in 30 seconds. Yep. I get it. Let the Last Supper. They're having all their favorite mm -hmm. foods. <laughs> we'll tie up Isabel in the garage. Why not just bring her inside? You guys not fucking love your dogs? Jesus Christ, this is animal abuse. Shyamalan hates dogs. Candle Shyamalan. <laughs> Peter, get him. 
Uh, <laughs> still, this is not as bad a movie, though, as The Wind That Kills People. Oh, The Happening? Mark Wahlberg's like, you think it's the wind? Maybe the wind's making people jump in the lawnmowers and stuff. <laughs> See, I didn't see the happening when it came out because everyone said it was so bad. So, okay, I avoided it. And I saw it years later. I'm like, this is embarrassingly bad. And it's weird because it's like, I want to know if he gave up. I want to know if he just like wrote, because like that is the worst, his worst movie. Like it is, it's a studio released big movie and it's the worst thing. Oh. It's like The Room was made by a huge studio. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, hello, doggy. Have you had any experience with wind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What if Tommy Wiseau was the alien? Where, like, they come up looking for the medicine. He's like, oh, hi, guys. And they're like, oh, God, kill it. Swing away, girl. <laughs> Ow, don't hit me. <laughs> You're tying me up. Pot metal. Wish I was better at video editing and CGI. I could just put him in everything. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This scene is supposed to be big, like all their emotions around, but it's over in like a minute and nothing happens. And then he grabs Merrill and brings him in for a comedy joke. Like, it's. <laughs> Shimlin ruins his own movies. How does he do that? How does he intensely ruin his own movies? It's like this. I like this idea of like uh, one more prayer. I like that idea. Of like we're not wasting another minute on prayer, but then they just ruin it by not even building upon it. They just end it. There's Mel Gibson. We know. There's right. the Gibson. Eat your goddamn food. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna eat yours, and I'm gonna eat yours. And give me yours. <laughs> oh yeah. You want fucking spaghetti? Not anymore. It's my fucking spaghetti. You fucking ungrateful jeez, I'll take it from you. You've been reading the fucking Torah again, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love mashed potatoes. <laughs> they remind me of your mother. We didn't make any fucking gravy. <laughs> Put syrup on them. Oh my Ugh, god. This is the most embarrassing scene. I want teriyaki chicken. That's the last fucking meal you want? Right? As a steak. Oh, yeah. Ribeye for sure. We need to meet up for a ribeye again. We'll do a live podcast. Mm. <laughs> we'll just eat ribeye in the mic the entire time. <laughs> and we'll watch, like, uh, Super Size Me or something. Yeah. <laughs> or something about, like, like factory farms. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> This is what's like, thank you for smoking. <laughs> it's happening. Mm. Uh-oh. There you go. I don't know what he sees, but this scene works for me. There's just aliens going... <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, see it, and they, like, drop to the ground, like... Arr! <laughs> <laughs> they're jerking each other off. Like, we're we going there. Be sharp. They're looking at a map and they're like, <laughs> and like slaps the other one. <laughs> it's like a Three Stooges moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those sounds are making your distant Three Stooges in the background. They're watching you. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot something. <laughs> 
So this scene, he talks about his kids being born is Shyamalan's actual kids. Like he wrote this about his wife having kids. Mm. And I think it's supposed to be like, oh, write what you know, but it's more like lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, all babies cry. It's how they breathe. <laughs> like, Isn't that them literally breathing? If she came out and wasn't crying, the doctors would have been like, oh, fuck. And started rubbing the shit out of her. Yeah, like, come on. She's just staring at us. She's not breathing. Oh, what an angel. <laughs> but she's adorable, though. You know what happened? Now she grew up to not do anything. Isn't that weird? She did more movies as a kid. Really? Than she did as an adult. Well, she was in that um, Little Miss Sunshine and nominated for an Oscar. Oh, that's where I recognize her from. She was in movies. Like, she was a child actress, and then she hit... Uh, you know, puberty, and then they like, yeah, we're good. That was awkward. Mel Gibson looked like he went to kiss her, and he was like, ah, you're not my fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, right? Get the fuck out of here, you little bastard. Uh, it's where he's carrying the other kid. That kid's definitely old enough to be walking by him, to be honest. <laughs> Any kid that wears overalls is big enough to fucking walk to <laughs> You forgot Isabel. Aww. What kind of farm... I know this is like the most messed up scene because the dog dies. Um, what kind of farm doesn't have a gun? I know. I, I know like they don't have any cattle or sheep, but still, like it took two hours for the sheriff to get there. Why wouldn't you like have a gun? I feel like that's such a, a low-hanging fruit that a lot of horror movies do is the dog squealing. Mm-hmm. Because everyone knows for some reason that, like, hits your heart more than, like, a kid screaming. Uh, I guess it depends on the person, but yeah, dogs are, dogs are percent innocent. Like, like, if you hear a person out there go, ah, you go, ah, oh, fuck that person. But you hear a dog, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, they're evil. <laughs> well, it, it just shows the lack of balls in Shamalan because no one dies in this movie. That's true. So they have to kill a dog. They have to kill two dogs to build something huh. there because there's literally no other threat. Like, there's no threat in this movie. Like, nothing ever was really risked. That's true. The sheriff would have been perfect to kill. Like, one night the sheriff's like, I'll go clear out the cornfield for you. I'll get rid of those Duke boys. And That's even like a, like a Hitchcockian thing where, like, you kill the cops. You kill people. So you feel like there's actual tension. This movie builds up to this scene, and it's over in 10 minutes. Like, this whole climax is over really quickly with no payoff. Yeah. I can already picture the scene. Like, the cop goes, I'll go t- I'll go clear out the cornfield for you and show you it's just those Duke boys. And it's like, hey, mm-hmm. sir, freeze. <laughs> get, get down. Get down. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is this whole movie is played from the perspective of this family, so you can't do anybody outside of that perspective because they kind of, like, you know, made their bed. Mm-hmm. I like this part when the uh, the next part, after you talk about this, the, the claws underneath the door. I'm like, that's cool. It works. It's effective, but nothing else is like that. Oh, yeah. The, the color changing hair. Apparently, Shamalan wanted invisible aliens, but the CGI wouldn't work the way he wanted mm. to, so he just did camouflage, like, chameleons. So he never watched Predator? <laughs> he kind of stole from Predator, didn't he? He's very Predator-like. I guess in the camouflage way, but besides oh, the that, clicking, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess it's a good point. Good 
point. I, I always keep thinking of Jurassic Park. Uh, like a lot of the clicking of the, the Velociraptors are like the toes and the sounds. I think that would have been better. Just alien Velociraptors. <laughs> Stay out of the tall grass. <laughs> the little girl screams later, and um, it's like a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, stay out of the corn. <laughs> it's the Velociraptors are in the corn. They do that. Oh, oh, call. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not doing what you think they're doing. This makes me want to watch Jurassic Park. Oh God, they got they they got Wookies. Ooh, I'm putting that on the list. Lost World. I was thinking Jurassic Park Three actually would be an even better one because I actually saw that one in theaters. I, I don't even remember the plot totally of that one. I just know that Sam Neill is in it, and he goes back to the island. Okay, adding it. <laughs> the, the light in the face. The classic, the classic horror. Meryl. Flashlights in a basement. It's an easy way to, to build tension without showing anything, I suppose. Yeah. I could not find a flashlight in the dark. Right? I would be helpless in oh. the dark. And I and not one person screaming. No one's like ah, ah. I as an adult I'd be screaming my oh, lungs out. And like we're gonna fucking die. Those aliens are gonna eat us. They're gonna probe us, aren't they? I feel like that shitty door could be kicked down very easily. You know, he didn't fall I mean he, I guess he had the recruiter that's like, They're gonna probe. That's what they're doing. Um, but like, they didn't have the guy that's like, I was touched by these aliens. <laughs> no, that'd be even dumber. <laughs> well, they have the guy at the end of the film talk about the poison gas to just drop that shit in the middle, like they just drop it off at the end because they have to, because I guess visuals don't work and it's dumb moving. Right. But like that, that guy's close to that kind of like a redneck, like. It's all them poison them brown around out the house. They got they got toxic farts. <laughs> <laughs> I still picture that recruiter as Hannibal Lecter. Hello. <laughs> Would you like to sign? He looks a little bit like Mads Mickelson, so I get it. <laughs> what can the army do for you? Join one of the ultimate teams and fly fly fly. <laughs> They're distracting you. What if they're just weak and they can't knock down the door? I think it's funny, but they can just break down that fucking door. It looks like get termites in it. Right? <laughs> the book said they're excellent problem solvers. Well, I assume if they could build fucking spacecraft that could travel through space to other planets, then I assume they can do simple problem solving. They're literally velociraptors. They can't wear doorknobs. <laughs> and they're trying to find holes. <laughs> like, I just want to hear the alien conversation. Tom, fucking go kill those guys. I can't. There seems to be some sort of contraption in my way. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me we can build invisible walls that kill things, but we can't open doorknobs? <laughs> well, and what, like, and they cop out earlier, and Rory Culkin says, like, oh... They wouldn't use their technology because we'd use nuclear weapons. And, like, that's an easy oh, cop right. out to get out of any kind of violence. Yeah, they said it earlier in the movie. Right. Oh, yeah, I remember that. They'll wrestle us so that we don't use 
nuclear weapons. Like, we fun- wouldn't fucking nuke aliens even if they were wrestling us That's to death? That's the first thing, like, I, this was confusing. I know because for budget reasons, the first thing we would do if we saw any lights is probably nuke it. Or at least, it's, it's above Mexico. We don't care about Mexico. We're going to nuke the shit out of Mexico Could just to get rid of those aliens. Could you imagine President Trump being told there's <laughs> aliens and the first place they're in is in Mexico. He's like, that's a sacrifice I am willing to make 100 times. Send 100 nukes. <laughs> We're friends so, in Mexico. I like Mexicans, but they're going down. Sir, what are you going to do if they're in the United States? Where in the United States are they? <laughs> California, nuke it. Washington, nuke it. New York, nuke it. Florida, we'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's anywhere near my uh, my Mar-a-Lago or my uh, hotels, will be good. Yeah. I got friends in Russia. I'll be good. Jed Kushner, what should we do? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib there, Jared. <laughs> this guy's hung hung like a horse. I see anything like it? Huge. <laughs> My daughter's satisfied. Okay, moving on. We gotta move on past the politics. The movie's so boring, we're just doing stupid Trump impressions to get through it. I'm just imagining Trump trying to attack a, an alien invasion. <laughs> well, it'd be like in Mars Attacks, Jack Nicholson's the president, where he just welcomes him in the White House, shakes his hand, and gets vaporized. Right. Bet you all wish I built my wall now, huh? They invaded Mexico. <laughs> now we're keeping out more than just those aliens. <laughs> build a dome. Oh, this part's dumb, too. Like, you can just will asthma to stop. Well, you know, science is dumb. Okay, when I was a kid, this confused the hell out of me because I thought he was dying, and two, he says, I hate you. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's like, I fucking hate you. You've been such a pain in my ass. Well, he says, I hate you. When I was a kid, I was like, wait, what does he mean by that? But he means I hate God. He's talking to God. I, I get it, but still, it's confusing as hell. He hates Jesus. I'm drinking to it. He's talking to God. Yeah. I need more reasons to drink. And then and the next scene when Joaquin Phoenix says, you shouldn't lose faith. I just, I'm like, I'd punch the shit at him. I got something good for you here. According to general trivia, Mel Gibson was considered for the role of James Bond in both The Living Daylights 1987 and Goldeneye 1995. Unfortunately, the actor was beaten out by Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan, who were cast, respectively. Uh, he was. I want to know what psychopath tried to pick Mel Gibson to be a British secret so agent. So he originally got the GoldenEye role, but you turned it down me? because he was busy with Braveheart. Thank God. He could have been our James Bond. Wait, what year was GoldenEye? 95. Braveheart was... Oh, I guess Braveheart was 95, 96. Okay. It's a thank God. movie. <laughs> yeah, thank God for sure. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You gone? I'm here. All right, you're just coming in like alien static again. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll cut it out. It's it's annoying. I'm, like oh. I said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to Best Buy. Okay, we're doing it. Sponsored by Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> Save the flashlight. Save one flashlight. Like, you can just have one flashlight on, right? I I don't know. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> I think mine a little better, but... <laughs> Communicating. Take that on this class. Welcome to this classy-ass podcast where we talk about movies and talk do classy shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, oh. Hey, I will say though, I am an international podcaster now. My other podcast has an international listener. Good. We had one download in Italy. Nice. I know. I'm wait. I'm waiting for my invite to to be a guest so I can just talk shit on all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a combative i will be so abrasive (laughs) fuck you you know what you're talking about hey fuck you man (laughs) okay i like we should get back to the movie i like the scene i i i know it's a stupid payoff but i don't mind this scene except for when you show her when i actually see the wife like her face and she's pinned this would have been better off in a goddamn hospital this is or or in the ambulance yeah like, cover her up, say she took a very bad hit, she's not going to live much longer. Yeah. But, but that would cost more money. To shoot it in the ambulance? Instead, we have to, like, be like, her lower intestine is hanging out. What's weird is the, the, the truck right there is what hit her, but there's no lights on it. Isn't that weird there's no truck, like, lights on it? Um, how would this guy? Oh, here we go. Drink. Yep. How would that guy know that's what they're gonna do with the bodies? What? Uh, they came to harvest us. Yeah, I don't know. I, I everyone in this movie like takes a huge leap of like assumption to these things i just really don't know that's why i kind of like i like how everyone's wrong and everyone's also right like it's kind of ambiguous but he makes these crazy claims that pay off so it's not really ambiguous i don't think he knew what he wanted to do yeah like i can buy that everyone's making crazy claims because that's exactly what happened the media would say all sorts of crazy shit that's contradictory and all over the place but that makes sense when aliens are coming to invade us sure I hate, I hate that they just walk up these stairs without carrying that axe and have nothing for protection at all. And they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna risk doing everything because of baby monitor." Like, I I feel like this is so poorly written. I feel like he spent so much time writing the script and also no time at all. It's like, yeah, he didn't think through the just simple things that you would notice <laughs> on a first viewing. <laughs> I think he spent all his time focusing on tying it all in with all these, like, biblical and, like, faith type of things. And didn't think, like, at all how to, like, rationally pull that. This is stupid. I don't get why Walking Phoenix does this. But I think they wanted Meryl to have, like, an, a comeuppance of, like, maturity. But I feel like it's stupid because your brother has been lucking his faith forever. I'm going to drink. He says faith. Drink more. Faith. My brother believes in Jesus. And by God, when he doesn't believe in Jesus, I don't like it. I have a strange feeling that this is our worst podcast so far. We have not addressed this movie at all. We've been just... Fuck this movie. What if, like, he's been like that for a while and he's just pale and dead? (laughs) Oh, my God. Chamberlain doesn't take those dark twists. He likes the melancholic tone where everything feels miserable and it ends happily but he doesn't take those huge like death risks he wouldn't kill a kid pussy no you always it's just so strange six sense is such a good movie and then these movies just get worse and worse yeah that's true 
ready for my rant. I'm going on my quick. I'm going to go as fast as I possibly can. Here's my M Night Shame. Here's my M Night Shyamalan rant. The Sixth Sense is a great movie because it captures the childlike fear of the unknown. A little kid sees ghosts. No one believes him. He's uncomfortable. It works as a horror movie. It pays off. The twist at the end is extra. The movie is not about the Bruce Willis twist at all. Uh-huh. And then from there, all the movies that follow are about the twist. This movie ties in everything. The Village is all about the the Amish society is actually living in our current age. Lady in the Water. Oh, it's actually a fairy tale that's real, and all the characters are important in that fairy tale. The happening. It's all humans. Like these twists are. I think Shyamalan lost his way. Oh, yeah. Because I stand by The Sixth Sense. I stand by The Sixth Sense of being an excellent movie. But I think the ego went to him, and these movies just fall apart because he doesn't understand that characters are so important, and he just falls apart with these characters, and the drama is undercut. Because The Sixth Sense, Hilly Joel Osmond, and the idea of a fear of not being understood and believed as a kid is super great. It works really well. But these movies have no... Thrill and horror, they're just kind of the sake of the twist. Right. Like, the village is just, oh, imagine these Amish people are living in current day, but it's all a twist. And then the end of the movie, there's no theme. It's just a mentally handicapped person stabs Joaquin Phoenix and then is impaled upon spikes. That's it. (laughs) That's all we have at the end of that movie. That's, That's all we got. She doesn't free the village. It's just... No, it, it's it's ironic that that the character is blind because I think Shyamalan's blind to what like he's actually good at, which is like the character drama is what works for me in his movies, and all the the horror and twists should be the afterthought and just the extra, not the whole entire purpose of the movie. Oh God. <laughs> Three small cities in the Middle East found a primitive method to beat the aliens. Isn't that hilarious? Like, like what did they do? They throw rick, like rocks at them. What year was this? Two thousand two. Oh my God! The alien picked him up. Oh, I like how the aliens like whoa, oh, oh, <laughs> oh hi. So I was just gonna grab a snack before I left everybody. Uh. Well, the only th- okay, this is why it's so stupid because they had to have this scene and it has to be the alien with the fingers cut off because otherwise all the other aliens left because it's like, yeah, they have water, fuck this. Yeah. But they had to have this alien because his fingers were gone. And he sprays the... Oh. And he's... Thanks. He's gonna spray it. This is so dumb. He has to tell Meryl to grab the bat, and then the alien just stands there while this human grabs this thing that can be used as a stick to beat your ass. So it, it sprays poison gas in there and harvests them? I don't know. You feel like they would have a better way to harvest. Like like uh, those little machines with their claws that you pick dolls up out of? Oh, you mean Toy Story? <laughs> like... And they just, like, grab humans with that, and it's like a game the aliens play every thousand years. <laughs> That's what happens in the uh, Spielberg world of worlds, where they just capture humans <laughs> in cages. Or the Matrix. What are they harvesting us for? If they're killing us with gas, all our organs are ruined. I don't know.
I also think by cutting away from the suspense to for him to talk to his wife kills the suspense. Intercuts it. Yeah, you're like, wait, wait, I was pumped up. Why are we why are we whiplashing to this heartfelt moment? This should have been the scene before, but the problem is I think Shamlon thinks we're stupid and has to have it literally before the scene to tie it all in. Because he needs to flashback, too, to the other scenes that we remember because the movie isn't that long. It, it, I don't know. I feel like he just has to dumb it down because we wouldn't understand this simple plot. Oh, I understand the tell Bo, listen to her, you know, tell her to do this, tell him to swing away. But see, like, the Morgan and the Bo things aren't, point, aren't relevant at all. The only yeah. thing that matters is he tells him to say the sea, but that's not even fully developed. The important part is Meryl swing away. Because Meryl needs a payoff. Meryl puts on a blindfold and starts swinging. <laughs> right, he's a pinata. <laughs> what would have been funnier if Meryl keeps missing because he always strikes out? <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Oh, and he misses twice, but the third time he hits ah, him. Ah, there we go. That's stupid. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> this movie's fucking dumb. I can't wait for the movie I'm going to put at the end of this. I'm torn between two right now, but I'll make a selection before the end. Make a game. T that's how I decided. A game time decision is the best way yeah, of doing this. I might flip a freaking coin. <sighs> this is okay. I know we watched. This is our like sixth movie, I think, in our podcast. Yeah. This is the most disappointing and sad one for me because I I used to love this movie and this movie had such a big impact on me on like desiring to make movies and be involved in movies and stuff. But man, is this movie just not good. Maybe that's why we never made movies. <laughs> hey, we tried. They're not good. We tried, and we realized that we should get day jobs. We don't talk about that. <laughs> don't mention that. I'm pretty sure people hit home runs over 507 feet. I don't know. That's really far. Cause I think stadiums are 300-something feet. I don't really know for sure. But I'm sure... This is a minor league record, not major league record. Well, he's probably taking steroids. Looks like the Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, thinking like a Spider-Man Green Goblin looking thing. That's a Velociraptor screen. That's why I pitched. <laughs> oh, the alien looks so bad. Oh, okay, yeah. So now all the glasses of water is like a minefield in the room, apparently. That she laid out. Because she thinks amoebas are in her water. Which they probably are. Kick his ass, Meryl. The duel. <laughs> yeah, I find this so stupid that the the alien is obviously made of, like, he looks humanoid, so he's obviously has water within him, but they can't stand water. I don't know. And, like, they set up this whole duel... And it's like, yeah. So Merrill's entire baseball career led up to this moment, so he could beat an alien up. Yeah, that's the whole point of like all the things in this movie are supposed to be like. There's no coincidences, but I feel like it's so arbitrary. Of like, his wife had to die. Merrill had to play baseball. The kid has asthma. The girl doesn't drink water, just so this one moment can happen. I feel like. That's extremely arbitrary and kind of insulting that our lives live up to one moment. Right. And he was meant to have asthma so he wouldn't get poisoned by an alien. I, yeah. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I feel like, okay, in this logic of the movie, if there's a god and he has all, he's all powerful and makes decisions like this, then don't have the fucking aliens. Like, don't yeah, be a dick. That's exactly. Don't have the fucking aliens. Because the aliens in this, so, so if you're going to believe in God and that all things are possible and are meant to be, so that means God made aliens that are supposed to come and harvest us? What? Yeah. That's in God's plan. To test us. I don't know. I, uh, this is my point of like, 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 Shyamalan's obviously religious because a lot of his movies have like religious tie-ins and things and themes. But like, I feel like if you're a religious person watching this, you're like, you really simplify our faith to a point where it seems ridiculous. Right. Even more so than usual. Jesus meant for the aliens to come and harvest our meat. Yeah. Eat our poison. And the aliens would go on to eat his kidneys with a side of fava beans and a can tea. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Yeah, this movie was highly disappointing. What a slog. Yeah, it's a it's a definite disappointing revisit. But still a better made movie than Wild Wild West. Yeah, no, like there, like I said, there's some redeemable thing things in this movie. There's not a lot. There are some things in it, but it kind of just makes me hate my childhood <laughs> more childhood. than anything. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm not Shyamalan for making me hate my childhood. Yeah, the the rose colored glasses are definitely on they this were, one. They've been taken off. Oh, he's back. Yeah. I think he shouldn't have gone back to being a reverend. The the they should have showed him like reading the Bible at the table, and that would have been like he or them praying at a time earlier. Yeah, like he sits down for breakfast and goes, "Hey, let's uh say a prayer." That's like enough to trigger. But like, I don't believe that he's like, "Hey guys, I know I said I didn't believe in God for about ten years, but I'm back, baby. Send your tithing <laughs> to the front." <laughs> right. I don't know. It's. It's an obvious ploy to get us back into thinking there's hope in this world, but I feel worse <laughs> than I do hopeful. Yeah. Um, how does the human race go on knowing that aliens can come every thousand years and harvest us? I don't know. I don't have no idea, but I feel like if they're coming back, we should definitely nuke them next time. Oh, nuke them for sure. We could probably get rid of some shittier countries too while we're at it. Like, oh no, North Korea has aliens in it. Nuke them. <laughs> How would the aliens invade places like North Korea? Like, that motherfucker would nuke his own people in a heartbeat. Dude, that fool would nuke a plane over his, like, his, uh, over the, the DM zone. Like, I couldn't imagine an alien be like, oh, we're not going there. <laughs> so many things we could do to get us canceled right now. <laughs> Is that a touchy subject? Is that a PC topic? I don't think so. I think everyone legitimately hates him. <laughs> We're talking about religion or the army. That's definitely going in the area. I have earned it. I got gout, and I made it halfway <laughs> through basic, all right? I earned my right to shit on the military. But I'm a goddamn veteran. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut um, this out. All right. <laughs> Better not. Okay, Shane, would you recommend watching the movie Signs? No. No. 
I'm highly disappointed in this movie. Last night I was very sad. I had a moment of like coming to um, a real reality of just like, ah, movies I liked as a kid don't hold up. And I don't think this is a terrible movie, but it's definitely a C minus movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't recommend you watching it, but you should watch it for our podcast. So subscribe uh, below and download the podcast. Yeah, yeah, watch it for the podcast. <laughs> so the moment you've all been waiting for, the hour and forty minutes you've listened. I've been drinking for two hours just to get to this point. Just to get to this. What movie will I choose? Will everyone sit down, maybe over a toilet, because you're about to shit your pants? <laughs> I want you to think about the greatest Michael Jackson song ever made, called I'll Be There. And then picture a killer whale jumping out. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> No! No! <laughs> I said no. Freeing himself, as some would say. No! <laughs> we are watching fucking Free Willy, bitches. <laughs> watching the worst James Cameron movie. Oh my god, you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> I am not watching Free Willy, yes, you, you son of a bitch. I've, I don't think I've ever seen Free Willy. <laughs> and we're going to watch the music video that goes in before the movie, too. Oh, oh that was a James Cameron movie. I guess I am wrong. It's not a James Cameron movie. I thought it was. Well, whatever it is, it's got a whale and a kid that befriends a whale. <laughs> Why? Did you watch this as a kid? Oh, I watched the shit out of it as a kid. I don't think I've ever seen Free Willy, so this is going to be a first. I can't even tell you what the plot is. I just remember there's a whale and Michael Jackson's song. Listeners, just so you know, there is literally like a hundred movies on our list of things we could watch. Shane picked the fucking worst one. Shane picked Free Willy. <laughs> okay, I... I regret doing this podcast. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in and tolerating this. See y'all next week, bitches. God damn fucking Free Willy. Free Willy! <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, hold on. What what, what timestamp are you in? Because I think I jumped ahead by accident. What are you at? Uh, seventeen twenty-four. Jesus Christ. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is an excellent commentary track. We're both commenting on different. I'm sure. Okay, we'll go back. Oh, I'm at I'm at seventeen thirty. What is it at? All right. And then they're they're sitting there at the table, and she, and she's talking about play to thirty-nine and tell me when you hit thirty-nine. I'll hit play. Okay, hold on. So pause there. So pause there, and I'll go to sorry. Jesus, this time my timestamps are way different than yours. Fucking HBO. Goddamn aliens trying to make us not communicate. <laughs> I have to edit the shit out of this. Okay, sorry. Three, two, one, begin. <laughs>